You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to Cody today. Cody, welcome to becomingme.tv. Let's go. It's an honor to be on here. I'm so excited. I mean, I've obviously had the privilege of hearing your story, and I cannot wait for the Becoming Me community to hear your journey today, who you are, who you're becoming. I mean, you've already been an inspiration and encouragement to me. So I know today is going to be epic. And before we get ahead of ourselves, like if someone didn't know Cody, who's Cody? Yeah, well, that's such a broad and loaded question, right? You want me to go all the way to the beginning and just tell the story? Do we want to focus on different parts? So give me the like who you are, what you do, favorite ice cream, Celsius flavor, snapshot, and then we'll dive into your story next. I do love Celsius, tropical vibe, just saying. Um, guys, I'm, I'm a 27-year-old that lives in San Diego, California. I was born and raised in Michigan, single mom, dad in prison my whole life. Uh, I had some mentors enter my life at a young age. I'll tell you guys about that really shifted things for me. Um, I went on to want to be a motivational speaker my entire life. I uh, was been dedicated to that for about 10 years, built a coaching business over six figures. Out of that came a content creation agency called Content Daily. I'm currently the founder, owner, and operator of that company. We run with five employees. We create content for people all over the world, and we're on a mission. We're on a mission, Emily, to change the world through the media space, to be a positive kingdom-rooted light um, in the influencer space, and to really empower individuals and companies that stand that are rooted in God to really get their message out, to grow that impact, that influence, and that income. I love it. That's amazing. I cannot wait to dive into the layers of your story. And before we do so, there's a couple key words that you're kind of adopting, um, so to speak. We talked about this before we recorded you guys on like who Cody is, or at least what you're calling out you want to be in your life. So when I asked you, how are you today? How's your Monday? What'd you say? Blessed, grateful, highly favored, challenged, and growing. I love it. So cool. You know, we have a mutual friend in Justin Mena. And when I asked him the who are you question, he has like this whole resume portfolio deal that he goes by, which is super cool. And your description reminded me of that. So something we can, the three of us shot hey, about Law later. of proximity, like attracts like, right? You, got, you can tell more about who I am by who my friends are. That's pretty cool. I love it. Okay. So let's dive into your story. As you introduced yourself, 
you mentioned some pretty powerful things happening in your journey. So take some time, walk us through like what has made Cody who Cody is today? What's your story? Yeah. So guys, like I, I touched on before, I, I'm from Michigan in a small, small farm town, actually like Otsego, Michigan, very small town. And my father was a biker gang leader um, for most of his life. And when I was born, he got incarcerated three months after I was born. Uh, he's still in prison today. He's been in prison my entire life. So excuse me, as you can imagine, growing up with a single mom and a dad in prison your entire life, I had some cards stacked against me at a young age. And uh, it, it was tough, to be honest. I mean, there's no way around just saying it was traumatic in a lot of ways. Uh, I faced a lot of adversity. I didn't have that father-like figure in my life at a young age. What I had was an environment, an ecosystem of drugs and alcohol and mean, aggressive, abusive boyfriends that I grew up with. And because of that, I was insecure. I was angry. I didn't have confidence. I didn't know who Cody was. I didn't believe in myself. All the things that people see me as today is like the complete opposite to who I was as a boy growing up. And that's probably why I fought so hard to be who I am today. But I will say at 13 years old, God's so good. Like how many of you know that God creates divine alignment for your assignment? And I know we've talked about this, Emily, because at 13 years old, here's this broken little boy. And I will say one thing, entrepreneurship is something that I'm so passionate about because we go create and we change the world. Entrepreneurs are world changers. I don't know if you're naturally an entrepreneur, if it's a product of your environment or if it's a combination of both, but I can tell you, we didn't have money growing up. And, and so much to the point that I remember being in a gas station. Why don't you guys like imagine like a little rinky-dink gas station. I have a little sister named Autumn, two and a half years younger than me. We're walking in with my mom. I'm probably about eight or nine years old. Autumn's like six or seven. And my sister grabs a Butterfinger like below the checkout at the gas station, right? And she's like, mommy, can I have this? And the hesitation mm -hmm. on my mom's face to just buy like an 80 cent candy bar yeah. because we were that broke. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then my mom being like, like almost like rolling her eyes, sighing, sure, I'll figure it out, putting it on a credit card, I'm sure, overdrawing limits, all those things, and looking at me and being like, Cody, do you want one too? Because she didn't want me to feel left out. I'm like, no, mom, I, I know we can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And at 13, I told my mom, I'm gonna start my own business. My mom's like, what do you mean you're gonna start your own business? And I was like, yeah. I'm going to start a yard work business. And we lived on this little country road, like nine houses. I was like, I'm going to knock on all nine of our neighbor's doors. And I'm going to offer to rake their leaves, mow their yard, pick up rocks, put them back in their driveway, whatever, you know, yard work mm -hmm. in Michigan, weed their garden. And my mom's like, fine, if you stay to our road, you can go do it. And so I was an entrepreneur and at 13, I started knocking doors and my first client changed my life. When I knocked on his door, his name was Wally. He was my neighbor. And uh, I remember knock, knock. Hey, Wally, I'm, I'm trying to make some money this summer. Can I mow your yard or like do some yard work for you? And he's like, huh, come over after school tomorrow and I'll find something for you to do. So it wasn't summer break yet. So we were still in school because it went into that summer and I built the business out. Wally actually helped me. And uh, fond memory of like going over there the next day, taking my backpack, running next door, like all excited to make some money, pay me $5 an hour. I was geeked out of my mind. 
And uh, I got to ride a riding mower and it was like one of the coolest experiences. I never rode a riding mower like that. We were too poor to have those things. And when I got done, a profound thing happened in my life. And I'm taking time to tell this for a reason, because we all can have an impact on someone's life with what I'm about to say. When I got done, Wally didn't just pay me and say bye. He said, pull up a chair. And he gave me a Sprite and he said, hey, I want to talk to you. How are you doing? What's, what's your life like? What's school like? What do you want to be when you grow up? He, he started to take the time to listen to me. I had never had an adult in my life, Emily. And, and I say this with grace. Like my mom is an amazing woman with a great heart and she did love me and she did teach me how to love, but I, I never had someone that like respected me that like cared about the, what I had to say. I never felt heard or like what I said mattered. And for once in my life at 13 years old, I felt like I mattered. And, and Wally began to like ask me all these questions, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking with him. I began asking him all these questions and how'd you get such a big house? And how do you afford a swimming pool? And he had all these things that like every boy dreams of growing up poor. And he began to give me answers and he would take time. And I kept going over there after school and he would kept finding more work for me to do. And he kept mentoring me. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was mentoring me. He was sowing seeds into a broken little boy that lived next door to him that would later grow and help me become the man that I am today. So much so that eight months later, I moved in with him. So as you guys can imagine, here's my house. Here's his house. My mom, one thing I will say about her that's unique because control as a parent's a big thing. Parents want to control, control, control. My mom knew that letting me go to the environment next door was what was best for her son. And I do admire my mom for that because I don't think most moms could do that. And it's not because she was a piece of crap, strung out mom. My mom was never on drugs or anything like that. Although those were around through boyfriends and stuff. She just knew that that was what was best for me. I truly think it's a God thing. So I moved in with Wally and my life changed, guys. I woke up in the morning and there was like good worship music playing. There was like breakfast made. There was like, hey, are you ready for school today? Did you get your homework done? Like total night and day shift of the ecosystem I lived in. I got a taste of what a good life is like, of what a life I want to provide for my family mm -hmm. is like. And it's crazy because he was in my life for three years and when I met him, like I noticed he was kind of frail walking upstairs. He would stop halfway up them. He would cough a lot and had this terrible cough. And he tells me when I move in there a few months later, he says, I need to sit down and tell you something. And I'm like, okay, you know what's going on? And he's like, I'm dying. I have multiple myeloma blood cancer. Um, you know, I'm stage four. And when you met me, the doctors told me I only had nine months to live. And we're coming up on that date. And I'm like, whoa, like rocked, right? And he has emphysema on top of that, a lung disease, like this terrible combination. But he lived three years. He would tell me every single day, the only reason that I'm still alive, Cody, is because you gave me a reason to live. But the truth is that man gave me a reason to live. And even though I have a long life ahead of me and I'm young and I'm this little boy, what he poured into me gave me purpose. Mm -hmm. And what I gave him back gave him purpose. How beautiful is that? I can think about it now as a mature man and say, wow, how God used me and him at the perfect time for one another is a beautiful thing. And 
he died when I was 16 and I was heartbroken as many can imagine. And having to go back to the broken home and the broken life and, and my mentor passing away and a lot of shifts happened in that childhood. I won't go too deep in the weeds today, but I'll tell you, I struggled a lot. And even though all of those lessons were inside of me, I started hanging out with the wrong people. I started going down the wrong paths. I was just hurting inside and I was lost and I wasn't ready yet to take the world on on my own. At least I didn't think I was. I go to my mom and I tell my mom, I can't live here anymore. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to end up dead or in prison or something if we stay here. Like, can we, I'm moving south. I, I didn't even ask her permission. I just said, I'm moving south with or without you. And my mom's like, whoa, you know, and a few days later, she's like, you know what? My life's not that good here either. Let's go start a new life down south. And it was really hard. And, and I will say in this moment, I have a two and a half year old younger sister than me, who we were really close until I left with my mom. And, and that, that weighs heavy on my heart. I don't talk about that a lot, but God put it on me today. Um, I, I left my sister with her dad and, and she had a pretty tough life. And, and, and that still weighs on me. But we went down there, me and my mom, and we started from scratch, guys. And we got down there, got in school. My mom got a job. I got a job. And I'm going to school. I'm working. My mom's working. The guy that I worked for helped me and my mom get a place in Cherry Grove. We got out of the ghetto, which was super sketchy. And life was going on. Things were starting to get good. I started to make friends. And then I had um, come home from school. I had about $2,000 in my bank account. And there was an eviction notice on the door. This is the third eviction notice I got in my life. And I was angry and I was frustrated. And I was upset. I was like, we finally have a life we built and it's going to be taken away from that's how it felt. Cause I'd been evicted before and I'm upset because I have money and I'm like, mom, why, 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 you know? And she's like, I just didn't want to trouble you with it. You shouldn't have to worry about these things. And I go to the landlord and I'm knocking on his door and trying to plead with him. He's like, nope, you and your mom are kicked out. And I'm 16 guys taking mine. Maybe I just turned 17 around 16, 17. And I remember telling my mom, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't. And, and I'm going out on my own and I'll figure it out on my own. And I love you, but I can't live like this. And I've been on my own ever since that moment in my life. And it's been a 10 years now that I've lived on my own about 11. And I tell all you guys that to tell you backstory about what I had to go through to get to that point. But something started to happen, Emily. Something powerful started to shift inside of me when I went out on my own. The independence rose and you either rise to the occasion or you fall. And mm -hmm. I rose to the occasion and I began remembering what Wally instilled in me. And I go to this seminar. I, I joined this network marketing company. I get exposed to like owning your own business and public speaking and personal development. And I start reading Thinking Grow Rich and Rich Dad, Poor Dad and um, As the Man Thinketh and all these crazy books and listening to Earl Nightingale and Eric Thomas and all these people. And then I go to this co uh, conference mm -hmm. and Eric Thomas is there who's from Detroit, Michigan, who I followed from the beginning, African-American motivational speaker, Gary Vaynerchuk's there, like just OG in the marketing industry. Darren Hardy's there who wrote The Compound Effect, which I absolutely love that book and live by it. And I began to meet, and I did, I bought the VIP ticket. Like I remember maxing out my credit card. I was still broke and I go backstage and I meet these guys. And I knew in that moment I was called to serve people like they were serving. Mm -hmm. I'm like in the nosebleeds when uh, Gary Vaynerchuk comes out. And I just had this like shift of like, that's me. That's where I belong. 
And it wasn't because of clout or fame or because uh, he was on the stage. I could care less about that. It was because there was probably two, 3,000 people in this room. And, and this guy was changing the life of all of them. He was speaking life in all of us in that moment. And I, and I knew that was my calling. So I'd say about 17 years old, I had this dream where if you ask me, Cody, what are you going to do when you get done with high school? I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that's not very, now I can say that confidently and people are like, yeah, you are. But back then it was like, I don't know, bud. Like my girlfriend was making fun of me behind my back. My mom, my my sister, my family, my best friends, everyone laughed at me Mm. because I was this crazy young dude that was like, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I'm going to change the lives of millions of people all around the world. And they're like, yeah, right. Be realistic. I don't want to be realistic. I don't know about you guys, but realistic isn't how I'm going to live my life. People that change the world are people that were crazy enough to think they could in the first place. Call me crazy, but I will change the world. Yeah. And so I set out on this dream and I just didn't care what anybody thought about me. And I still don't besides God. That's the only person I need validation from. Mm-hmm. And I began refining my skills and I began, okay, well, I can't be a public speaker if I don't know how to speak. So I started going to Toastmasters and I started signing up for community college speaking classes. And I started, I went in pastor classes on how pastors speak and how they prepare their sermons. And I began making videos every day and pulling my phone out. And, and this like trend happened where I began to develop Cody. And then I, I realized something. I was about 24, 25 years old and I wasn't making money doing this yet. And, and there comes a point, and maybe you guys, and, and I hope who's listening to this, you have this like big dream, this big ambition inside of you. And I know you know what I'm talking about, Emily. Yeah. And you know, like, God, like, this is it. This is my calling. This is my identity. Yeah. But I, I can't figure out how to do this full time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to like make money doing this. I don't know how to like figure the, and like, I was there, but I was so frustrated to the point of like, I'm going to figure this out or die trying. And, and that's when a shift happened. I had a mentor in my life. Guys, seek mentors. There's a common theme in my story. I always seeked wisdom from people that knew and had more in their life and had the fruit and the desired outcomes I wanted to figure out how I could get there. And this mentor spoke in life into me. I was trying to be perfect at everything before I just did it. I was trying to be the perfect speaker. I was trying to work on my health. So I looked good on stage, like just dumb little things that are like in your mind that you're where who's going to like want to listen to me if I'm not like, you know, attractive on stage and who's going to want to, if I don't know how to speak perfect and all these things, if I don't have the perfect camera and I don't have the perfect Mm -hmm. lighting. My mentor was like, Hey, do you have an iPhone? I'm like, yeah. He's like, pull it out. And he's like, does it have a camera? I'm like, yeah. He's like, can you post videos online? I'm like, yeah. Where are you going with this? He's like, then stop making excuses. Pull your phone out, record a video and post it. And he said, and do it every single day until you blow up. And I walked away like, as simple as that sounds, I knew he was right. And Emily, I pulled out my phone and I started going 30 sec motivation check. And I just started making minute or less videos for over 500 days in a row without missing a beat. Another nugget audience consistency consistency is the way that you succeed it's not perfection Mm -hmm. it's consistency and when you show up 50 percent of your success is just showing up every day the other 50 percent is never giving up 
And I did that. And I had a brand CSC Inspires that rebranded to Motivation Everything. I built a decent following, a loyal following, people that love the value I brought. They started to know, like, and trust me. I launched a coaching business in 2020, I think, or 2019, something like that. In October 19th, I remember that. And we did over six figures in under six months. Wow. And that was when I finally knew, right? Like you go from making no money, working sales jobs, building this dream, mm -hmm. developing yourself, going in debt to all of a sudden you make over a hundred thousand dollars in less than half a year. And you say, finally, this is it. But to whom much is given, much is required. And with that came massive responsibility on me. And I have had a lot of pressure on my life ever since. Know that, guys, when you step into your anointing and your calling and your purpose, God will increase your capacity, but pressure will be on you. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it hasn't really ended since. And that developed to where others in the industry saw my success and were like, dude, you're crushing it. How are you doing your content creation? How are you doing your personal branding? How are you making so much money? Why is your coaching business successful? And I didn't know the direct answer the night this came up at a retreat, but I went and, and I encourage you guys brain dump. I literally wrote on top of a paper, why am I successful hmm. and circled it. And then I just be like, da, 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 and just start around. Okay. I'm really good at content creation. I'm consistent. I put content on every single day. I do video. I do static image. Um, and then I start writing and I was like personal branding and I circled personal branding like three times. I'm like, huh? The only reason I made six figures in under six months is because I built a powerful enough personal brand for Cody Cottle that people felt like they owed me. To be honest with you, I gave so much value for free that when it came time to, to take applications to work with me to coach people, I had 25 applicants wow. and it was just like at high ticket prices. And it was like, because I served them and I led with value, I earned the right for them mm -hmm. to feel comfortable and trusting in me to sell resources into me. Yeah. So yeah. that happened and I'll, I'll button it all up here. I created a second company. It was Maverick Media last year, January 1st of 2021. Mm -hmm. I built my own agency. We're a content creation agency specializing in personal branding. We did 120,000 last year. I don't say these numbers to brag. These are small numbers in the grand scheme of the world. But I say it because there's somebody listening to this that has a dream just like I did, just like that broken little 13-year-old boy with a dad in prison. And if you don't give up and you keep going, it is possible. I've had more lows than most people in life. I've made more mistakes than most people have made, but I never gave up. This year, we'll do a half million on the track that we're on. We've already doubled our business a month and a half into this year. Wow. It's not because I'm special. It's because a man mentored me planted seeds that grew. And I stepped into that calling on my life. And I began to go to God and say, God, who am I? And why am I here? And when I figured out those answers, I found a vehicle to channel them into. And I just started giving them away to the world. And when you give them away, you get fulfillment in all areas of your life. You have purpose, which we need purpose to live and thrive. And through that purpose, you will just succeed money. It, it, I don't even care about money. I don't worry about money. I don't focus on money. Money just comes because I'm walking in who God made me to be. Wow. So many truth bombs in your story. Like I just am so inspired and encouraged already. And I know you mentioned you're a Celsius drinker, but I also know you're a coffee drinker. So I'm going to ask you kind of a lighter question. How do you okay. drink your coffee? Mm. 
man, I'm all over the place with that. What? Like, I like, I get, I, one thing about me is like, I'm not the so routine guy of the same exact thing. I, I love cold brew with some okay. oat milk and sugar-free vanilla. Love that. That's a go-to if I really need to get going. I love lattes. Um, I love black coffee too. Sometimes I'll drink my coffee black. So like I said, to drink it. depends on the mood. All right. So yes, but like first thing in the morning, black coffee afternoon, it's probably a latte, but it depends on my mood that day. So what kind of mood are you in today? Like if you're at a coffee shop, what are you ordering? You know what? I think I'd go with a cold brew today. Okay. So you're having a cold brew with someone else. Then you've shared your story. Maybe they're sharing pieces of theirs what would you say to encourage them on their own becoming journey to like go after being who God made them to be? Yeah, totally. There will never be another you in the world. And I'll let it sink. Think about that. There'll never be another man or woman just like you with the same fingerprint, the same retina scan, the same gifts, talents, ideas, passions inside of you. It's unique. It's beautiful. It was given to you. It's your responsibility to step into that to master that and to give that away to the world. And if you don't, you're the only person to blame. Wow. I feel like that was a little 30 second motivation check. I'm a fan. That's awesome. Very cool. You know, Cody, if somebody was listening to your story and they wanted to connect with you online, they want to continue following your journey. Where can they connect with you? Absolutely. Glad you asked. Um, I'm still an old school OG Facebook guy. Always connect with me on Facebook guys. Cody Cottle, C-O-D-Y-C-O-T-T-L-E. Um, but Instagram, we've been going on on Instagram, building our following there. I am Cody Cottle. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. We're, I'm not as active on that platform, but we have a presence on there. You can go on YouTube. Uh, it's Cody Cottle, but it'll be rebranded to Content Daily over the next month. And then we have a Content Daily podcast, which drops next month. We've been recording up. That's so exciting. I love it. Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and just the power of the people we surround ourselves with. Um, I love how that was a constant theme throughout your becoming journey. And it still is. Um, We even joked the friends that you have around you right now are shaping who you are. Um, And so I just think that's so powerful um, and that we just get to be who God made us to be. So thank you for sharing your story, who you're becoming. And I'm cheering you on big time. It's an honor. Can I ask you something? Yeah, go for it. So you do these, these interviews all the time with us and, and you have people share their becoming me story, right? What, why did you start this? Oh, on, it was an accident, pure accident. So I had been blogging since 2007, like the OG blog spot.com, whatever. And writing has always been my outlet and my passion. And in probably, I think it was 2014, I went to a writer's boot camp in Colorado and they started just giving you the basics on like, Who are you connecting with? Why are you writing? What are the best ways to connect with people? Um, It almost sounds similar to that first conference that you went to and you saw people on the stage influencing people's lives, like impacting them, right? And that's who you wanted to be. So at this writer's conference, I knew like, I can't just write about Emily becoming Emily. And that had been a theme, like story for another time throughout my life. Just that word started with a tattoo and I knew in that moment in Colorado, I couldn't just blog. Like I needed to share other people's stories. So I like fly home. I lived in Vegas at the time. 
I called my friend Amy and I was like, come over to the babe cave. It's what we called my apartment. And um, I was like, come to the babe cave. We're going to film your story. I like had a little camera. We set it up and we filmed literally the template of the questions that I just asked you. Who are you? What's your story? And if you were having coffee with someone else on their own becoming journey, what would you say to encourage them? Ask those three questions. I literally like, I didn't know how to edit anything. I just put it up on my blog and people loved it. And from that moment on, I just started filming story after story after story. I think this yours is probably like 135, 136 Fine, or something. Let's go. Yeah, which is so cool. And it and it began with a lot of my friends just coming over and us filming. And then it's evolved. It's become to what it is now where I get to meet people like yourself who we've never met in real life, but there was an Instagram DM or a mutual friend or whatever the case may be. And I get to hear all of these stories, um, which has just been more so encouraging to me. But I love that it's really been the foundation for what becoming me.tv has become now. <clears throat> Come on. So good. Thank you for sharing. And it's cool getting to, to hear you share that. And, and the reason I hope you don't mind that I asked you that is I know that, that we, this is created to impact other people yep. and there's somebody out there. And if this is you, I'm speaking to you that maybe feels like, man, I don't have a purpose, mm -hmm. but you do. And, and, and the thing is that even the littlest of ideas, the intuitive like promptings that you get inside of your like spirit, my question for the person that, that feels that way right now is, are you being obedient to it? Hmm. Because I believe that God gives us downloads all the time, that God is always speaking to us oh, in our purpose, but so few of us listen and act in obedience and faith and discipline to act those things out. So if you're someone right now that's hearing my story, hearing Emily's, mm -hmm. hearing the things we're doing, understand we're no better than you. We got a download and we acted on it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I hope that somebody, even if one person walks oh, yeah. away, like going for it, then I feel like this was a success. You know, it's funny that you say that too, because every single thing that I post, whether it's a blog, it's a story, it's a podcast, it's a Instagram story. It's a graphic, whatever. Like I literally am preaching to myself. So someone, a friend DM'd me the other day. I was like, I hope that, you know, your encouragement, like it doesn't get lost. Like I, I look forward to it every day. Mm. Just like me too. Cause I'm literally encouraging myself with yeah. everything that I do. And so even to go off of what you said, Cody, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that when you were sitting in that conference and every like pivotal point in your life, when you started to, to discover who you wanted to be and who God made you to be, and you just started living in that space, like doing and pursuing the things that were helping you become you, that's what then is released to the world. And people want that. Like every story, everything that I'm learning, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for Emily. And as a result, like everybody gets value added to them, which is really cool. So, yeah. And it's interesting you say that because it's so true. The more I, the more we focus on ourselves and develop ourselves, the more we become a blessing to others. It overflows out of us. Yeah. I mean, I've been a motivational speaker now, you know, you could say for 10 years, making money doing it started five years. The first time I got paid for anything doing it. And truthfully, every message I've ever put together, every post I've ever posted, every video I've ever made was literally what I'm going through in my own life. What's on my mind, what downloads I get. And I'm just not afraid to share that. Yep. 
Exactly. Okay. Accountability, right? Like when I say something, I'm like, oh crap, I can't be a hypocrite. I have to live this way. Literally the amount of times, like real talk, my family's been like, go read your blog right now. Like, thank you. You're right. Emily, go read your blog. Like, it's so true. Um, But that actually made me think of, you know, and if you don't want to answer this question, you by no means have to. Um, You had mentioned earlier in your story, when you first set out to be a motivational speaker, you had some critics and like, not just people who didn't know you on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, like calling you out, people close to you, people who at the time would have been in your circle, they didn't believe in you. And now you are what you set out to be. Have you, maybe this question is twofold. Have you had any conversations with anybody who didn't think you could do it? Um, And how did that go? Was there any redemption there? And the second piece for that one person watching this story who has people in their corner, whether it's a family member, a friend, significant other saying, nope, you can't do that. Making fun of them. How do you get through that? There were close friends and even past girlfriends that, downed me and talked behind my back and made fun of me in this crazy situations that young people do, you know, immature Mm -hmm. situations. And I didn't let it phase me. I kept walking out my, my purpose and conversations I'd say in the last two years that I've had with some of those people that have reached out to me Mm -hmm. um, to apologize or to congratulate me or whatever it may be. It's not that it was necessary, but I will say it is a great feeling mm-hmm. when something comes full circle. And I mean, I, I won't go too deep into this. I won't name drop anybody, but there was even a friend who was just to my friend group was talking to them so badly about me. Like, who does Cody think he is like mm-hmm. type of stuff. And what I've learned guys is have you probably, maybe you've heard of crabs in a bucket. If you haven't, if you took a five gallon bucket, we threw five crabs in the bucket, no crab will ever get out of the bucket. You don't have to cover it up. And the truth is because the minute a crab starts climbing out of that bucket, the other crabs grab them and pull them back down to their level. Most of us stay in that five gallon bucket. Most of us stay in our crabs in a bucket. And the minute one of us try to climb out of the bucket, it makes the others in the bucket insecure. Let's just mm-hmm. be real here. And they want to pull you back down on their level. If Cody succeeds, what does that say about me? Because I'm still here. And that's the truth. And I'm just a very direct person. There were people that, yes, I sold weed when I was younger. When I moved out on my own, I made mistakes. I had to hustle. I had to take care of myself. I did things to survive at a young age that people have when I was really stepping into my identity saying, who are you to go out and be a motive? Well, who am I? What do you mean? That means I'm even more equipped because I've walked through the shadow. I've walked through the valley. I've been through hell and back and I know how to get someone out of it because I've done it. And those people, some of them have come back into my life now and they're like, man, I was wrong about you, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I'm so proud of you. Or you have the ones that are just like two-faced, right? And they come back and they see you win and they see you making money and they just wanted to be in proximity to you so they can leech off you. And I identify that from a mile away. And I'm like, no, I remember who you were to me when I was nobody. You're not allowed back in this circle. So there's part of that. Um, For those though, that are going through this, I think it's the hardest thing in the world, especially our family. All I wanted was my family to believe in me, but I never had a solid family anyways. I never had that, but I longed for it. And when my family didn't give me their approval, 
a lot of it was they just didn't understand. Like they didn't know, they don't know what they don't know. So when I shared my dreams with them, I was met with like a wall where like there was nothing coming mm-hmm. back at me. That almost sucks sometimes worse than getting constructive because I'm like so excited. Oh my God, guys, I just landed my first coaching client. I'm geeked out. And they're like, just looking at me like, that's cool. Joe just got a dollar raise at his factory job. And that's my brother-in-law. And I'm like heartbroken. I'm like leaving the house, like defeated. Like my family doesn't care about me. They don't believe in me. They don't love me. All of these, like just making stuff up deception. Um, but what I found is it's my dream. It's not theirs. It's your dream. It's not theirs. And when you have a dream and a vision for your life, nobody is going to understand it like you do. Not even your significant other, not your siblings, not your family. You might have great people in your life that support you and believe in you, but they don't fully get what you're trying to do. But when you walk it out and you begin to get fruit from it, they come around. It's a weird thing. It's like wandering through like the desert for a while where you're going to be alone. It's going to be a little lonely. People are going to judge you. People are going to doubt you, but you don't give up. You make it to the other side. You make it to the promised land. You create this incredible life around this calling on your life and people then, and it's tough too. I'm there now. And they're sometimes you wonder like, are they fake or this or that? And you got to discern that. I think honestly, they just didn't get, my family just didn't understand the vision. They didn't understand the dream and they weren't supposed to. And it was wrong of me to expect them to. Man, you're so wise, Cody. Um, y'all, we'll have all of the links. Like we could talk probably for hours. This becoming story could have multiple parts to it. Um, so we'll have the links in the show notes so you can easily connect with and follow Cody. Um, and make sure that you follow and watch his 30-second motivation checks. They're my personal favorite part of your brand. It's awesome. So thank you for being on Becoming Me.tv. Thank you for sharing your story. You're amazing. Yes. Love you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.